It's the end of the world as we know it, and we're feeling sort of meh. I'm Greg. I'm fine. Emily. I'm Jordan. <laughs> I'm Kendall. This episode, Megatron is smart, and Optimus commits genocide. <laughs> Heck of it's a like preface. A, it's like a role reversal there. And, yeah. and, and, and I guess Megatron has an end game. Uh, for for those of you who are recent listeners, the, that was a reference to our to our old theme song, you know, because I'm sure we have a lot of listeners that just started listening to us with War and Beast or with uh, with Beast Machines. <laughs> now that we are you a beast, never know. beast Machines You'd, podcast, you oh, never yeah. know. Mm-hmm. But yes, this week we are reviewing season one, episode 13, End of the Line, the season finale for season one. Interesting episode. But, I mean, we'll get into the, the nitty-gritty <laughs> of it as we go along. Um, Kendall, do you have anything for this day in history? Yes. So in, uh, I, I, got, I found a different resource, thepeoplehistory.com. Uh, December 18th, 1999, environmental activist Julia Butterfly Hill came down after spending two years living on an 180-foot-tall, 600-year-old California redwood tree nicknamed Luna for 738 days between December 10th, 1997. And oh my gosh, the grammar in this paragraph is terrible, (laughs) but she was there from December 10th, 1997 to December 18th, 1999. Uh, She was trying to prevent loggers of the Pacific log log lumber, the Pacific Lumber Company from cutting it down uh, agreed to vacate the tree when the Pacific Lumber Company agreed to preserve Luna and all trees within a three acre buffer zone. Nice. Um, yeah. Fun, fun fact. Also, uh, in Warren Beast related news, Galaxy Quest uh, was the number one movie in the box office. Neat. Um, it. This take me back dot to it phrases it weird. It says Galaxy Trust directed by Dean Patriot Patrisat Parasot Dean Parasot P A R I S O T was one of the most viewed movies released in 1999, which I assume means it was the number one in the box office or whatever. But they just say it weird because the website's weird. All these websites are mm. weird. <laughs> um, and uh, let's see. Was there anything in IMDb? I should probably click on the episode and see. I'd be willing to bet it's spoilery stuff. It got an 8.4. I can't read. Um, (laughs) 8.1. Sorry. I apparently can't read. Still pretty good. It's better than Uh, most of the stuff that was on the last uh, episode of Teenagers with Attitude when they did the IMDb game. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's no there's no trivia. (laughs) 
There's not even <laughs> there's not even quotes. Like sometimes they they do like there's like a did you know and it just takes you straight to the quotes and that's how you mm-hmm. know there's no trivia. This one doesn't even have quotes. It's pretty sad. I don't know. I feel like this show is getting a bit of the shaft with regards to IMDb. I yes, <laughs> yeah, that I is why that is why I started finding <laughs> doing other doing the this day in history thing. Mm. What does the what does the TF wiki say, Jordan? All right, so it's actually kind of short what's in here, but it's still a bit. Um, like it's short enough that I could actually do all the animation technical errors if you want. Oh wait, we went ahead too fast. Galaxy oh. Quest is a good movie, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Never give up. Never surrender. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a good movie. Okay, you can you can go on. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyways, just just for one little thing, uh, after Cheater throws the bombs on the tank drones. But just before his feet reach the ground, his left foot makes a 360-degree rotation. That is a little weird. Well, yeah, there's, have... there's other animation and technical errors, but I'm trying to figure out ones that if we were watching, we could easily catch. Look, I, I, have, the, I have the McDonald's toy of this version of Cheetar, which is the most <laughs> show-accurate uh, toy, I believe. And his foot does make a 360-degree. It is capable of doing that. So. Ah, so it's on a ball joint yeah. kind of thing. Well, it's huh. yeah, it's... Specifically, I think it's supposed to turn around when you transform it, but he's his transformation is confusing. <laughs> All right, so continuity notes. It appears that Megatron remembered what happened the last time he reprogrammed Rhydox as evil. Uh, and apparently since Revelations Part 3 Apocalypse, he also knew that Tankor has gone rogue. Mm. And it also mentions he didn't think Megatron would ne- neglect to include a failsafe this time. Hmm. It does mention that the plasma energy chamber first appeared in the Rebirth Part 1, which was a G1 episode. Yes. And then we've got just a couple of real-world references where Rat Trap refers to Control-Alt-Delete as he's trying to reprogram things. <laughs> and then Megatron's line as he activates his Doomsday's, Doomsday weapon is a quote of antagonist Tyler Durden from the movie Fight Club. Oh, geez, I never even realized. <laughs> oh. Uh, the trivia mentions that this is uh, one of the many deaths of Optimus Primal, which we saw <laughs> saw in Beast Wars quite a few times. And it also mentions in a rarity for Beast Machines, this episode features a sunset. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah, because like usually it's all just, uh, um, you know, whatever the, the nighttime. sky is. Of it's always nighttime. Time. That's it. That's the word I was looking for. Nighttime. Yeah. I temporarily forgot it. <laughs> Wait, what does Megatron say? Um, is it what let, let the, the fates chi- falls where they may something like that yeah yeah I thought that was a quote from something else I'm pretty sure it was it might have been in Fight Club but I don't think that's from Fight like Club like Fight Club was quoting something else <laughs> yeah let else. the fates fall where they may okay let's google that <laughs> <laughs> like I mean chips fall is but is a cop and idiom I mean lots of people apparently it's 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 in the Transformers wiki. Yeah. <laughs> this is riveting podcasting right Well, here. I mean, you, usually sorry, when I sorry. usually when I look something up, you guys keep going. Well, I was I was actually kind of looking too because I was curious, but hmm. yeah, it's not my bit right now. So it's, <laughs> yeah, but hey, those things, I did my intro. <laughs> those things are defaulting to the other variations yeah, of where the, the chips like, fall. You know, let, me, yeah, yeah, or the cards fall. So it's kind of hard to tell if uh, I don't know. I mean, like it seems to be a common idiom, and it's just that using the yeah. words "fates" is is just kind of uh-huh. 
Makes it sound more Shakespearean. Yeah. Megatron and Shakespearean. He misses no. Dinobot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this idiot that chips fall where where they may. Uh, this idiom comes from the word of the world of logging. When you chop down a tree using an axe, every time you hit the tree, ch- pieces of wood or chips scatter. While you oh, are cutting, you do not worry yeah. about the various chips flying around. You don't really care where they land. Yeah, I did. All, I, yeah, I also did think it had to do with gambling, but I guess not. So we learned a thing. Do 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 do. This has been our educational minute. Yeah. Now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Transformers. Uh, I was gonna. gonna I was say GI Joe. Also, say Transformers because Transformers also did those yeah. things. And this yeah. is a Transformers podcast. Might <laughs> yeah, I, I remind you? <laughs> yeah, was, but it's ingrained in my mind to do the, with GI Joe for some reason. Like that's yeah, well, knowing yeah. is half the battle. Is uh, it's because the internet the, everyone remembers yeah. that GI Joe did them, but for some reason, no one remembers that like Transformers the, also did literally, that. Literally, uh, literally every show did that because of yeah, like regulation. Well, yeah, but that that specific phrase of of now you know and knowing is half the battle is from the hasbro cartoons yeah. like specifically gi joe and transformers but here's my question what's the other half of the battle knowledge that's all i mean okay well wait knowing the battle yeah but knowledge is the first okay, okay, i'm sorry i got i got i got mixed up it's action like doing is half the battle uh, knowing is half of it and doing is the other half um, it's like obvious. I don't know why people always ask that. Like, what's the other half? Obviously, it's putting that knowledge to use. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> the pie graph that I saw on a Google image search once lasers, said that it yes. was a bl- it was twenty five percent blue lasers and twenty five percent red lasers, which is a good joke. I'm just yeah. saying the yeah. actual answer yes. is doing. Yes. That's yeah. <laughs> pretty clear. I think I think I have I have angrily shouted across the coffee shop counter at somebody that exact thing (laughs) (laughs) so do we have anything else on the tf wiki there jordan well that was pretty much it oh wow that was really short i mean there's the quotes as usual too but yeah usually we get them Mm. well with that being said getting into the episode i guess uh we start off with a recap of the previous two episodes uh you know we see tank war attacking the maximals and their funeral for Rhinox, aka Tankor. Uh, you know the everything going on with the key to Vector Sigma. It's that, and we find, of course, the scene of Tankor actually, you know, sort of planning things out and having uh, his little scheme coming to fruition, and everybody believing he's dead. So, where we pick off, pick up with this episode. Uh, we sort of pan over the Citadel and then zoom in through the middle. It's actually kind of a cool sort of visual that we get at first. And then it it sort of fade cuts to show Rattrap at a computer console with Cheetor sort of pacing and keeping watch in the background. Um, apparently Rattrap has come across some some information that they're and they're trying to figure out where Megatron got his hands on the key to Vector Sigma. But of course, as this is going on, there turns out to be a couple of tank drones that are approaching. Uh, Rattrap is kind of distracted with the computer. Cheetor tells him that he that they need to go now. He's like, "No, give me a minute." And so Cheetor just yanks him out of the computer. Now the tech in me is like, "Never do that," because that you know that's how you scramble brains. 
It's also like, not good to, to pull out a plug and not at the plug. You know, like that that can break the wire. Exactly. It's fire in this case. In this case, being uh, Rat Trap's tail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As in Kendall, did you? I put in the firewall thing, by the way. Oh, you did? Cool. Yes, I, I did. I didn't listen to the episode because I never do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I know. That's why I was letting you know. But thank, thanks. Thanks for letting me know. I didn't even yeah. let. I usually listen to it. Well, usually. I don't know. One time I listened to an episode that I wasn't on, but uh, mm-hmm. I didn't listen to the episode that I recently wasn't on. <laughs> just I just got I just got things to do, podcasts to listen to. You know, you know how oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I understand. I used to listen to this podcast every episode and I stopped. <laughs> it happens. Well, mm-hmm. I, I still listen to them, but it's just I'm like a little bit behind because I'm actively trying to watch a bunch of uh, not all of them, but just certain episodes of anime for uh, BakaCast. So I want to make sure that I've actually watched the episodes they talk about. Mm. Like I don't watch every one they talk about because that would that would be really hard for me That'd to be do because there, there's a lot of there's a lot of things I need to watch because I gotta start watching Danny Phantom again because of the LARP stuff yeah. and I was able to actually watch some more of a uh, uh, Total Drama Island which <laughs> is great because anything that help help me because uh, I'm probably going to be the one who's going to be playing Chris McLean so anything that helps me just get down that sn- snide condescending guy down is pretty helpful. Yeah. So getting back to the episode, uh, we've got Rat Trap and Cheater. They wind up getting sort of cornered in this uh, like four four way corridor. Uh, they've got tank drones coming at them from all sides. And then all of a sudden, this grenade sort of skids along the ground and pops. It sort of explodes a little bit. And we see these vines wrap around the tank drones and. Cheater's like, what was that? And Rattrap's like, oh, just something I've been working on, you know, with the uh, a few seeds, some of the the goop, and some of that accelerator. Oh no, I lose you guys. Excuse me, Greg. Is anyone else hearing Greg? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Everything. Okay. I lost. I lost Greg for a bit. Okay. Oh no. Things kind of. Yeah. It's like a short out for a second. Yeah. Uh. Basically. Uh. What you said was something about accelerator shit. And then it censored <laughs> shit. Skype is censoring us. This is bullshit. I said stuff. It it really sounded like you were saying shit, and that Skype <laughs> Skype censored it. Wow, way to go, Skype. Um, I I was I just wanted to. I, I'm not sure. Like I guess Kendall didn't hear it, so I guess you had to continue what you're going to say. And I want to comment on this cool new device that Rattrap has made. <laughs> Yes, as it so Rattrap has developed like a vine grenade. Uh, he he's able to take out the remaining drones with with some grenades and cheat. He's like, I was waiting to try and field test it, but now seemed like a good time. And Cheetor's like, Well, I think it's a pretty successful field test if you ask me. And they sort of book it out of there. Yeah, it's really cool that like Rattrap's like starting to do like more um, like techie stuff. It's it's really cool. He's almost yeah. becoming Rhinox. Yeah, a little bit. Like and and like he he's already kind of the hacker guy and everything, making weapons um, in his spare time. Yeah, yeah. He's playing the role that Rhinox played in early Beast Wars, um, but it's it's also different. Like, yeah, he's he's a more. This is a more like specifically. He's the he's the tech guy. He's the you know 
the the yeah he's the does the doohickeys because he doesn't have he doesn't yeah he doesn't have weapons so So he's always keeping that in mind it's a really he's 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 being a bit more proactive rather than reactive too and he's and he is just the most it's really interesting that he is the most capable of of all the maximals right now i feel like yeah considering he has the less the least toys Yeah, no, wait, like natural mean, toys at least because he's got least, like yeah. So yeah I was gonna good. say the toys that he has on himself or toys made of him. Yeah, I, I guess he has the fewest. He has the fewest <laughs> offensive powers. I guess is the better. <laughs> yeah. So from here we then cut to the tank drones that are getting the the key to Vector Sigma downloaded into them. Did they always used to be so gray? Like, no, like, this is a different color scheme for them. I'm guessing, like, because now they don't, they're generalists, that uh, they've kind of just been like they used to have blue highlights, like Tankor, and yeah. Tankor just had a few other modifications. But now they're just they're like using gray on gray. I mean, yeah. you know, different shades, but still, the blue highlights are gone. Do you think yeah. it's the general's job to paint the drones, and so no. that's why his aren't painted anymore? Yeah, but if you're a general, ah. then you can order your subordinates to do it. My guess is that it's the it's a, a machine that Megatron programs that just spits them out, and yeah. and he just wanted to make sure that uh, that if if well I guess we'll you know figure out later, but he just wanted to make sure that he can spot Tankor. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. It's funnier though if you think that the general it's literally the general's job is to hand paint all the drones. <laughs> Ugh, that'd be horrible. Glad that'd I'm not a general. <laughs> But speaking of Tankor, uh, the scene shifts to him as he's watching everything unfold on his iPad. And he's talking to Guilty Spark how, about how his plan is coming together nicely. Do I have this on? I think I might have this. Uh, yeah, I think. Is this the one? I think this is the clip. And so it begins. The final destruction of all organic life on Cybertron, including Megatron. Tank drones engage. Tank drones engage. No, it's not possible. <laughs> Do you think he suspects us? <laughs> no matter. If I cannot deploy the Doomsday Weapon myself, I will just have to get Megatron to do it for me. I like that long, awkward silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the right <laughs> clip, right? I didn't skip ahead. Yes. yes. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm not on my game today. No, no. That was a good clip. And actually, as, as the clip points out, Tankor tries to take over all of the, the tank drones unsuccessfully. Uh, and... So the question becomes whether or not Megatron knows. But as we come to find out, Tanker still got another sort of ace up his sleeve anyway. And uh, so with that being said, we start to, to cut back to Optimus as he's having a vision from the Oracle. And it's almost like the the first vision that we saw in the first episode with Cybertron having like that red energy sort of surging off the surface. Uh, we see that again and we've got Optimus sort of, you know, hanging around in space above the planet and then it sort of zooms in and it's guiding him to something and he's sort of watching and we see these big bay doors open and then we see 
a big, almost like a furnace. And then Optimus wakes up. He's like, ugh. And so Black Arachnia and uh, Night Scream are both there. Black Arachnia asks if everything's okay. He's like, the Oracle's giving me a vision. And uh, Cheetor. It was a weird 90s tech demo. (laughs) Um, At this point, Cheetor and Rattrap both arrive as well. And they talk about how all the tank drones now have the key to Vector Sigma installed on them. And Cheetor is uh, making mention of how Rattrap has developed a new weapon and how they should be able to use it to try and take these drones out. But as Cheetor sort of starts to give a breakdown of what his plan could be, Optimus is like, no, the Oracle's given me a vision. I know what we need to do. And so he starts to lead them off. I got this. Here's a real short clip. So, what are you going to do with it? Shut down Megatron for good, along with everything technological on the entire planet, right down to the last diode. Doomsday. Yep. <laughs> yep, that happens. Dun, dun, dun. He's going to use the thing to commit genocide, kill all the, kill all the machines. Oddly enough, the others aren't exactly uh, up for that. Yeah, because <laughs> well, and it's funny too because because what the tra- the way the transition goes is we have the Maximals are all in the robot form and Optimus leads them to this A dead end. sort of dead end and Cheater's like, oh great, another dead end, and then Optimus's eyes flash green as he's been given this sort of ability by the Oracle to be able to, you know, sort of control. The entrance to this place and this place, as it turns out, is dun 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 the plasma energy chamber, as we mentioned earlier. Yes. <laughs> so the main reason the Optimus had all of them in robot form was so that they could attract one of the mole drones as it bursts through a wall. And so Optimus is able to, to sort of test out the chamber with this mole drone. And when he activates it, we see this sort of surge of sort he of tells like everyone like, to go into beast mode first. And then he yes. opens it. And when he opens it up, we get a sort of like a lightning bolt that shoots out from it. It strikes the drone and the drone just disappears. Like we don't see any sort of shatter effect or anything. We just got a big flash and then it's gone. Um, so with the clip that we just heard there, Optimus is explaining his plan to, to, wipe out all the technological on the planet so that nature can thrive. Um, but of course, everybody else is a bit leery of that idea. So, so what I think is interesting is in any other episode, black arachnia would be like, no silver bolt, but she doesn't bring that up at all here. Yeah. I thought the exact same thing actually, when that was first mentioned. And yeah. Cause- well, I I thought so too, but then Cheetor kind of steps up, and I think I think she's like, "Oh, thank God, someone's bringing it up. I didn't have to say anything." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I think I think the other, all of them can read that they're not exactly, despite you know saying anything, they're kind of uneasy with the whole doomsday idea. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, because I mean, like it's a really bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I also I'm just saying is, is that Cheetor seems to be the one who first vocalizes. Yeah. It. So I, oh, I yeah, really Cheetor is starting to be like the second. Yeah. yeah sorry, I really Cam. like that Cheetor's like, no, that's a bad idea. And Optimus is like, well, what what's your plan? And Cheetor's like, well, I actually do have this plan and it's this. And Optimus is like, OK, let's do that then. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny how Optimus didn't put up much of a fight. Although I think when Cheetor says that's you're stooping to a level that Megatron would Yeah, you're would just be as bad at. as Megatron, yeah. Yeah, and I think that sort of, you know, shook Optimus out of that that plan there. Um which it's is just, good. It's just weird people actually responding to rational arguments. That's not yeah, go you know, figure. That's kind of out of character for you know, for these for these for the characters in beasts and beast machines. Um, uh, but, uh, no, actually it's not actually they're. I feel like, I feel like they established early in the series that these guys are not constantly bickering with each other. They actually all are, have respect for each other and are willing to listen. It's just in the last couple of episodes, they've sort of injected that conflict between, uh, between Cheetor and Optimus. And I, I do like that. It, they kind of backed off on that here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also, as we find out later, Optimus can do this anytime he wants from anywhere. So, I mean, he may as so he may as well, you know, give give Cheetor's plan a chance. Yeah. So as the the Maximals are leaving the uh, the plasma energy chamber, it turns out the tank war is watching on with a sort of like a, a video drone, I guess you could say, or like some sort of a boxy sort of video drone. Uh, and he's watching on a he's got an even bigger iPad now. He's uh, <laughs> watching the Maximals. It's better, right? Is it a, yes. is it a max? The iPod's bigger. It'll work better. Yeah. <laughs> max iPad. Yeah. Max iPad. Because um, I'm not going to pronounce it the other way. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that Tankworm mentions is uh, he's hoping that maybe Megatron's use of the the key to vector stick sigma can still happen as he doesn't believe that optimus really has it in him to essentially commit genocide by active by using the chamber so he's sort of hoping that maybe some sort of an escalation might happen where megatron uses the key he wouldn't that chance yeah i mean of optimus not using it yeah so he's hoping that with um that if if Guilty Spark can let Megatron know what Optimus has discovered, that maybe it'll spur him on to use to go with the key to Vector Sigma plan quicker. Which Megatron's reaction is pretty, you know, like <laughs> what? I love this. It's like the plasma chamber is nothing but a legend. It's like so is the key to Vector Sigma, but we've yeah, got that a thing. A lot now. of legends are happening. <laughs> yeah. You notice a pattern? Yeah. <laughs> It was a bit like uh, smarmy there when he said, yeah. like, do you notice a pirate pattern? Like, yeah. kind of let his colors show a little bit there. <laughs> Just a bit. And we see uh, with the, the monitors that surround Megatron, uh, sort of an example of what would happen if the uh, the chamber was activated, like all the buildings would go. And I think it's maybe a bit of an exaggeration that grass would suddenly magically appear, but... You know, I, I think it sort of tries to get the point across that, you know, everything technological is gone, including him. So with that being said, we then see all the tank drones leaving the Citadel and heading towards a rather large sort of tower as it starts to rise up from the ground. They're all sort of taking aim at it. We've got uh, we then cut back to uh, to Jet Storm and Thrust, who are like, oh, what's going on now? And Megatron is like, I'm trying to remember what's the line. Endgame. He said Endgame, right? 
Yes, so. yes, he did say yeah. Endgame. Yeah, which like even played even better into what we were saying earlier because you know he never has an Endgame. Yeah, well, it's the Maximals <laughs> that have no Endgame. But yeah, true. Yeah, but Megatron does have an Endgame. That's why I mm. said. That's why I brought up that line. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, we we then cut back to the Maximals who are racing towards the uh, this machine that's you know come up from the ground, and they started using Rattrap's new weapon with the uh, the tank drones to uh, to try and like trap as many as they can in vines, and some of them like are, can still move around a little bit, and so they're trying to to shoot. Uh, not very well, of course, is a lot of them, you know, they have limited mobilities. It almost sort of reminded me um, back when I was a kid when you had those really cheap sort of remote control cars and the, the battery started to die in the remote control. Then the car would just start moving on its own. That's sort of the impression I got with those. The aerial view of them kind of looked like a bumper cars there for a moment. Yeah, that too. Megatron was looking at them. Yeah. So we then, speaking of Megatron, we cut back to him as he's watching things progressing outside, and uh, he doesn't seem to be too keen on that. But then we cut to Rantrap, who is accessing a computer once again underneath the Citadel. And as he plugs in, uh, we then hear Rhinox's voice. Rantrap's like, password, I got your password right here. And then see what he's doing is he hits control alt delete and then he starts task manager and he switches yep. to the program through there and it so he doesn't have to go through the password screen. Yeah. Is that what he did? Yep. <laughs> I think I think that's that's yeah, let's say let's say so. Yeah. Um I wasn't as, wondering when he went by control delete because I like is he just gonna control delete once he's in the the program and close the computer off or like <laughs> Oh yeah, he'll he'll just restart the computer because if you if you restart the computer, then it it um Megatron has it set to just remember the passwords, and then once he and then you know once he uh, once he gets logged into the stuff he wants to log in, then he turns off the password. Memory. Well, I meant like after he got like through the password, he was in control delete. But yeah, okay, that works too. <laughs> well, he said, "Here's your password: Control Alt Delete." Or maybe that is literally the password: is Control Alt Delete. Oh, maybe. Maybe, maybe Megatron really likes shitty gamer comics. <laughs> so, as he's talking, though, we then hear uh, Tankor in the background saying goodbye. And as Rat Trap turns around, we see Tankor's cannon charge up and shoot him with the, the key to Vector Sigma. We then cut to Optimus, who seems to be able to sense that something's wrong with Rat Trap. And he just sense the disturbance in the Matrix. Yes, uh, he he absorbs some energy blasts and then uh, takes out a few tank drones. Uh, we then see Cheetor and the other Maximals who are still using a bunch of grenades on the drones, uh, pretty effectively, I think. Uh, you know, every they seem to be taking out quite a few of them at this point. Uh, we do get a cute little scene where Night Scream sort of rescues Black Arachnia, and uh, you know she thanks. Thanks the kid, and he's like, "No problem." Then we get uh, Jetstorm, who's flying behind them. She manages to uh, flip up into the air and latch onto Jetstorm, and he's like, "I don't care who you think I am." It's you know, they start arguing a bit. I thought it was a pretty cool sort of thing. Uh, 
But then she's like, well, don't forget, I'm a Black Widow spider. And she starts to cause them both to crash. Which I don't understand. Like, Black Widow, do Black Widows cause people to fall down? Like, no, I think um, she just means, like, like he's he's alluding that, like, oh, I'm not, like, your boyfriend. And she's like, let me tell you why I'm the Black Widow, because they kill their mates. So he's, she's going to, like, kick his oh, ass. Oh, Black thing. Widows kill her mates. Okay, that makes sense. No, that makes more sense. Okay. <laughs> That's why they're called the Black Widow I, Spider. <laughs> that, I mean, yes, that makes, that totally makes sense. I totally did not get the joke, and now I get the joke, and I appreciate Good. that explanation, Emily. <laughs> no problem. Yes, yeah, so we we get a bit more of uh, Cheetor who starts fighting with Thrust. Uh, they have a bit of a back and forth, uh, and then we get we cut back to Rat Trap, who is now sort of he's in that techno matter. F- look like he's sort of blue and he's spasming a bit on the floor which i thought was yeah he's a bit blue um i felt bad for rat trap because it looked pretty painful he is twitching kind of yeah it was it was a bit i mean yeah disconcerting to me i mean like this whole situation where they they get hit once they're out like it's pretty bad just like the tag or dodgeball yeah yeah yeah, actually, I actually think that's really interesting that uh, the 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 um the secret weapon of 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 this like this crazy doomsday weapon thing is that Rhinox figured out a way to make weapons that will kill people, guns that will kill people. It's it's a very <laughs> as clever opposed idea. to the guns that won't. <laughs> yes, yes, it's a very clever idea in this context. Yeah, because as we've seen from any other time that they've actually been hit. When they're in their robot mode, it just turns them back into their beast mode. Yeah, or they deflect it, or they yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, it's like there's Deflector almost dodge stakes. Or, there's almost yeah. stakes now. Yeah, <laughs> almost stakes. Mm, almost stakes made from real beef byproduct. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say that's a that's what my vegetarian sister likes to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for you. It's okay. The last time, the last time I I did it, I they're over there, and I almost caused a bunch of stuff to fall down. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we we turn back to to Tankor, who is talking through Guilty Spark again to Megatron, uh, sort of pushing him. To, to use the key to Vector Sigma like the plan was originally to so that they can take care of all the Maximals all at once. Uh, but Megatron's sort of hesitant because they seem to have the Maximals on the ropes a bit. Uh, and he sort of, and this, of course, oh, causes... Yeah, tank. Yeah. Oh, you have it? I have it. I okay. gotta remember. This, I was like, I literally, I couldn't remember. I didn't label this clip very well. It just says denied. <laughs> So I had to I had to I had to mute myself and listen to it earlier. But this is the right clip. If I may be so bold, I suggest you let your generals handle the maximals. While you regroup the tank drones and fire the planetary key pass. Every time Patience. The battle goes well. <laughs> we may be able to wipe out the maximals without deploying it. But what about the plasma energy? Optimus can release it at any time and destroy us all. Optimus hasn't the stomach for genocide. 
But organic life is spreading like wildfire. You must deploy now, or all of Cybertron will be consumed. Do I detect a personal stake in this contest? Why? Only that of my master. And which master would that be? I will not be denied! That's what I said the other day when my credit card wouldn't work. <laughs> I'll um, not be denied. Yeah. You shouted that. Yeah. <laughs> the person taking the card was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tankor... Tankor's freaking out a bit. Uh, he ta- he breaks another iPad by stepping on it. Also, and we lost Guilty Gear. Yes. Um, and we see Rattrap, who uh, he sort of weakly calls out to Optimus. And we call- we-, we cut back to Optimus, who sort of senses Rattrap still in trouble. And he notices the Citadel door opening as some more drones are coming out. And then he remembers that, hey, he can fly. So he flies through the doors and into the Citadel and confronts Megatron. And it's like, why, why didn't you do this a while ago? <laughs> well, yeah, cause so, he's, he's, he's going to end it. Yes, like he's, he's going to you know, end it once and for all. It's a final gambit. Like facing, facing Megatron one-on-one is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we, we get a, um, a bit of a firefight between the two of them. Autos is shooting his, you know, his energy pieces out of his chest and Megatron is shooting like red balls out of his hand and then using his dra- other hand, which is still his dragon head every once in a while. Um, and Optimus sort of calls him out on it too, cause he's getting upset. So he manages to, to go Megatron into fighting him in his dragon form and Optimus is uh, in his gorilla form also. And what winds up happening, he sort of uh, grapples with him and he's able to to hold him at bay. And Megatron, you know, sort of elusive, you can't finish it. And then Austin's like, no, but I can reformat you. And he literally starts to reformat Megatron's beast mode, only to be stopped by Tankor. I kind of oh, wanted sh- to see what reformatted Megatron looked like, so I was a little disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It I was, was like, wait, does that happen? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, meanwhile, we, we do get cuts back to the other Maxwells who have all been uh, shot with the key to Vector Sigma, and they're all slowly changing into, you know, techno matter at this point. Um, so as as Tankor stops Optimus from reformatting Megatron, he's like, oh, perfect. Now I can destroy both of you at the same time. And as he goes to try and move towards Megatron to attack, he stops and is then sort of he's pinned by these ener- energy uh, binders. And we then get Megatron going back into his, you know, his little metal cloak sort of thing, I guess you could say, uh, as he comments that, oh, he, he's like, did you really expect me not to have a backup plan to make sure that my generals couldn't harm me? And so we've got Tankor, who's sort of been toppled over on his side now, and he's bound. 
uh, Optimus has been shot with the uh, key to Vector Sigma, and he's turned turning into a Technomatter being also. Um, so Megatron turns his attention back to him. He's like, "Oh, it's over, Optimus." And Optimus is like, "No, I still have the chamber." And he activates it, and we start to see a reaction from the chamber as it starts to power up. We see lightning sort of shooting up from the ground at this point. And, you know, this actually kind of freaks out Megatron. And he gets the tank drones to then uh, proceed with the original plan, shooting that tower that he had set up. So we've got the energy from the plasma energy chamber coming up. And then energy from the key to Vector Sigma, you know, in this tower shooting up into the sky. And they sort of start to interact. And we're getting like this sort of it almost seemed very reminiscent of the season two finale of Beast Wars where we got that energy vortex sort of thing. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. Yeah. Um, Even with final shot of of uh, disintegrating Optimus. Yes, because yep. uh, in this sort of swirling energy, Optimus holds his hand up in front of his face, and we see a few as a few of his fingers sort of dissolve. Yep. Optimus was never born because his he couldn't get his parents to get together, and his his mom <laughs> got with the Biff instead of him, <laughs> or something. Anyway, it's, it's a great. Um, it's great. Yeah. Um, and also, everyone's dead. Yeah, well, we and get that's we the get end a, of a series. It's yeah. the end of a series. I mean, I don't, I don't know what next season is going to be about because clearly everyone's dead. So you would think, although it goes to it goes to black and it says to be continued. So I suppose a continuation would just be everybody died. Well, yeah, every I mean, everyone who isn't either organic or me. not organic is still alive. So, yeah, oh. it's, it's just those people. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I do have the clip uh, and a lot of this is visual. A lot of this is just like musiciness, but. It is a little, a cool interaction between Optimus and Megatron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still some fight left, my friend. I still control the plasma energy chamber. <laughs> An empty threat, my dear Optimus. You've always lacked the machine-like clarity to do what is logical and necessary to win. Not this time. that clip that we were talking about earlier yeah yeah <laughs> let the fates fall where they may yeah he's like megatron's just like fuck it like guess i gotta you you know nuclear option. Yeah, you activated your doomsday weapon i'll activate my doomsday yep. weapon and we're all just doomsday weapon each other it's fine yep. don't worry about it yep apparently um they don't know how u.s history worked cold war mutually shared destruction and stuff apparently they never saw dr strange love i mean, we just didn't care at that point yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point yeah, we're just both desperate to win. Optimus is kind of willing to sacrifice himself here since uh, you know, they're all te- they're all techno matter now cuz they're going to blow up. Yep. But Optimus yeah. doesn't know necessarily that all the other Maximals are also techno. No, he does. He Megatron taunted oh, him. Oh, yeah, by I guess he did. Him. He yeah. did show him. 
He pulled a he pulled a Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> now you will witness the full power of this fully operational battle station. Yeah. So yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying not to make the game grown do a joke. Really, really trying. <laughs> So is this is a moment, I'm, wondering if, is, I'm wondering if this is a moment that uh, people that people like thought was not uh, in Optimus's character because it feels a little bit outside of Optimus's character that yeah. he would be willing to yeah to to do this sort of final thing. Um, I even wrote down a joke that I thought was funny at first, but I don't think I'm going to be able to have timing, so I'm just going to say it here. Um, I was going to say. I just don't think Optimus would ever pull a lightsaber on a defenseless kid, even for a second. I'll just pretend this was Jake Primal. Jeez. Um, I, I feel like he's being been pushed and yeah. like been so depressed this whole season that like it's uh, not completely out of character. For him yeah, I also now. think he doesn't realize the vision was a false vision. Yeah, like he yeah. like he hasn't he hasn't completely he hasn't completely put together that uh that. Tankor gave him the access mm. that that like he honestly thinks this is what the the uh, Oracle wants him to do, and if it means yeah. like destroying them along with it, just so organic life is back on Cybertron, that's the will of the Oracle. Mm-hmm. And so Cheetor basically, it's even, yeah. And Cheetor even points out earlier on in the episode that with Optimus's vision that he had he himself had said that he thought someone had been tampering with the Oracle, so. Could he even trust this vision? Uh-huh. So, but I understand where M's coming from too. I mean, Optimus has been faced with the reality that he somehow failed in and lost the Beast Wars, and because of it, every single living being on the entire planet has disappeared somehow, or is mm. is dead. And my family is dead. Yeah. And, <laughs> But yeah, like faced with that sort of thing, you kind of have to think right. that he would be at a precipice, yeah, so to I mean, speak. With- I, I guess what I guess what I'm saying, like I don't I don't disagree. Like I mm-hmm. I'm being I'm 100 percent being devil's advocate here. I'm yeah. just trying to understand why this show has a reputation for saying that everyone acts completely out of character when I feel like everyone has pretty closely stayed with with certain exceptions they've devi- they've they've been true to their character and it, with the exception of rhinox who went crazy to be awesome yeah like like i would you know i i i mean and maybe it's a preference thing i mean i i really like superior spider-man in marvel comics when doc ock took over peter's body and people were mad about that so i, well, I mean, i've heard good things about it too there's always going to be dissonance. Yeah, yeah, but it's just I just like specifically Beast Machines has this negative, this this negative reputation, and I'm trying to find what why people are saying that. And aside from like, I mean, I don't really like the character designs, but they're not any worse than season three of Beast Wars. Like, <laughs> well, it's at the moment because I don't think we've gotten end into any very 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 specific deal breaking things like not 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 yet i mean this is this is about the time when i started dropping off being able to watch it like so i'm not sure like how the next couple of things are going to go i mean except in general i mean because like because like this is but this is we're finished with the first season now yeah Mm -hmm. but what i'm saying is that 
we're kind of seeing of one of those things where like retroactively it's been dumped on. Okay. You know, where like people like remember some of the bad points and then they just and that's all they talk about. So that's all that you hear. So you don't really think of it as anything good about it because no one's really talking about the good stuff. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. That I, I mean just, that makes sense. Which is I kind think, of actually nice about uh, a rewatch podcast, if you ask me. It, it reminds you what why do you liked it when you were a kid or or stuff like that. Mm. Uh-huh. The the thing I over the course of watching this season, because going into it, I was really dreading the idea of watching this series. And having watched this season now, I I really regret not returning to it because I think I think a lot of the negativity with regards to Beast Machines comes from being younger and seeing this show and the status quo sort of being turned on its side a little bit. Uh, we see character developments that we don't really normally see in a show geared for this sort of age group or the type of show that that we would watch. I mean, there's certainly there's some there there's some stuff that's still sort of wacky with it, but there's some themes in this series over the course of this season that you don't see on normal Saturday morning kids cartoons. Uh-huh. Like when was the last time you heard a cartoon say genocide <laughs> or have um, a funeral or I think you it know. actually is touched upon in Star versus the Forces of Evil. Okay, but but we're we're that's, talking about a, a cartoon a new show. Yeah, X-Men. We're, oh, we're talking okay. about cartoons from back like twenty years ago. Like you yeah. didn't hear a cartoon say the word genocide in it. Um, it was very systematic and very status quo. And uh-huh. I think for a lot of people back then seeing such a shift in tone and the way that the characters like with us watching it now, we're sort of understanding where they're coming from, like how they're getting to where they are. But 20 years ago, a kid watching that show wouldn't be able to make those same connections. And I think even maybe some adults at the time, 20 years ago, I think the concepts that we're seeing in the show were a, bit ahead of its time just from this the state of especially with Optimus, like seeing how he like mentally is dealing with everything like that's the sort of thing that a lot of people wouldn't have had a, mm-hmm. a great understanding of at that point either and i think it's a bit of a testament to the show and how it's actually handled it i'm not saying that it necessarily handled it great or the best way that it could have been handled uh-huh. but i think I, I'd certainly give it points for the fact that it's trying that. And I think it's neat to see something different. And I think maybe I think it was it, as cliche as it sounds. I think it was a show that was a bit ahead of its time. And because of that, a lot of people didn't really get it. Mm-hmm. And I, that, that's we've heard that sort of thing before with other movies and shows. So I just I, I don't know. I just I feel like there's uh there's just such a negative stigma to the show i mean i mean i guess if i'm thinking about like what you know if you had a checklist Mm. i mean there it is a drastic change that doesn't that doesn't directly reference beast wars too closely like there definitely is a hard cut between the two series uh the transformation since it's more like a 
like a magical girl like thing rather than a mechanical moving around and the character designs is a criticism and then and then the reaction to rhinox i guess those are the those are kind of the three big things that that are that are cited by you know by people who who don't like it yeah yeah i would say that those were probably the top if not if not the top certainly some some big Mm -hmm. things that people have said before yeah yeah it just it just it's it's I mean, I'm a contrarian, so usually I say that people are wrong, but I just <laughs> – I usually I usually at least can see where they were coming from, and I really just don't – I can't see where people are coming from, especially, you know, these diehard Transformers fans. If you're a diehard Transformers fan and you listen to this podcast and you're a hater of Beast Machines, please tell us why you hated Beast Machines because we just obviously – I don't think any of us really understand – I mean, aside, we have our theories, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind. I have enjoyed yeah, the first we're... season of, of Beast Machines. I think it's a pretty good show. And I, I think I yeah. said a few times when you like mentioned Gig that you're not excited for coming into this. I was like, eh, it's probably better than we remember. And I'm, I feel yeah. vindicated that yeah. everyone seems <laughs> no, to like I, it. I, I will fully admit you were, you were completely right now. Like uh, <laughs> watching this first season, I'm. You know, I'll I'll eat crow. I I was expecting it to be as bad as I remembered as a kid, and it's you know I've been surprised. It's a lot better than what I thought it was. I mean, and like the third, I thought the third season of Beast Wars was bad. <laughs> like, like there was there was a lot that I really really didn't like about the third season of Beast Wars, and this is just com- and, and it's like this is what they were trying to do with the with late Beast Wars, like telling telling bigger. You know, this has been one story arc of yeah. of the se- a season long story arc with, and there haven't been filler episodes. There haven't been, th- you know, but you ha- you do have intertwining. You know, a more this does actually. I mean, it does legitimately feel like a more modern television thing in that it's a you know a season a season long story arc with a bunch of intertwining plots, uh, and not necessarily isolated episodes. Um, so you really did. You really do have to watch these in order. If you missed an episode, you'd be in bad shape. Yeah. Um, it's very serialized, and I don't feel like that was executed very well in the third season of Beast Wars, and it was executed very well here because they had a smaller cast, and uh, there was. It just felt like there was a lot less baggage with this with this uh, with this season. It was very much, mm-hmm. it, very much sort of. They had they started with a clean slate and then you know it's very it very much it very much feels like everything was planned. Yeah, I feel too. Um, I think one of the things one of the the things that season three of Beast Wars had working against it was it still had to sell the to- the new toys, so it still had to figure out ways to sort of shoehorn in the new characters. Uh-huh. Whereas with the first season of Beast Machines. And no pun intended, but it felt a lot more organic the way that we're <laughs> introduced to the char- to the new characters. So I think that certainly had it going for it too. Whereas with season three of Beast Wars, we saw we saw Depth Charge, we saw Dinobot two, we saw Tran- oh wait no Transmutate was season two season two yeah um, yeah but we had Depth Charge and we had Dinobot two and then we had Cheeto Transmel to Cheetor. And then we had Transmetal to Black Arachnia. And then we had Tiger Hawk. 
So that that's like five character, three new characters, two character changes to new toys that we're trying to shoehorn in the, also the reasoning behind all of that. Also, into, Megatron and Optimus got new forms. Oh, yes. Three. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got seven characters in total, either brand new or have changed that we're trying to shoehorn all of this into mm-hmm. in a 13 episode season. Yeah. Yeah. That's. So yeah, if it's one episode for each character or in the case of Cheetor, we had two um, actually because it was Cheetor and Dinobot two, that's still, you know, that's over half your mm-hmm. season taken having to try and introduce and talk about the new characters as opposed to this, to, you know, advancing the plot. So, yeah. And they had, I mean, and then they had like too many factions, although there's a third faction in here with, with Rhinox, I, I guess, I think, I don't know. They just did a, I think having a smaller, I, I mean, they just had a smaller cast here, like yeah. without, I mean, there's nine characters and I mean, and, and they aren't, you aren't dealing with them fight the different factions fighting differently. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I don't know. It just, <laughs> whatever they did, it worked. And I, I, I do feel like they were trying to do some of the stuff that was the same as, as season three of, of Beast Wars, but you're right. I mean, having to, having to incorporate, I mean, maybe they should, maybe in season three of Beast Wars, they should have done what they did in season two and had one event happen that gave everybody their new forms. And yeah. then they would have had a little more re- wiggle room. I mean, season two had yeah. its problems as well, but it, but I feel like season three was, was very, had its problems. Yeah. No, I think it, if there had been something like that, it probably, I think they could have probably structured it a bit better. Yeah. I can agree on that. It's, and it's interesting though, because like when we were, when we first started Beast Wars, like a lot of the stuff that happened in season two and season three is sort of stuff that we were looking forward to, or, or at least that you guys were saying you were looking forward to, you know, I was sort of ignorant, but, uh, and then, and then beast machines is something that we were, even I was like a little scared of, mm-hmm. um, cause I was like, Oh no, do I, what have I roped myself into uh, <laughs> doing this? You know? And I'm, I'm admittedly, if we do the next thing we do, uh, I'm a little scared of that too, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm rolling with it. And I don't know. I've just, it's, it's really, it's really interesting how, how good this has been. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Jordan seems to be alluding that something terrible happens in season two, but you know, well, we'll I see. don't remember everything of season two. That's the thing. Season two is <laughs> season two is where, where I definitely have gaps and I, yeah, I don't remember have, anything about season two of these and, machines at all. Yeah, like, like I remember uh, bits and pieces. Yeah. Like we're starting to get into the territory where I have where I might have like a general overreaching of plot or ideas or summary, but I have not actually seen what happens, so I'm not sure what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, especially since like everyone died at the end of this season, so it's really weird to think of what they're gonna go on the next season, right? Like, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. it'll be it'll be Pterosaur, Scorponok, uh, Air Razor, uh, Tigertron, Dinobot, uh, uh, and etc. I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah. So, with that being said, uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's season one down. Uh, Jordan, did, we had a news post this week, didn't we? Yes, we did. Okay. Yeah, I know we to... had a couple of questions. So, you want me to go ahead with the news post then? Uh, did you want to read it, or do you want me to read it's, it? Either or, it's fine with me. Which, whichever uh, you want. I can to read it. it. 
Okay. I've sort of got I've sort of gotten used to reading the news <laughs> posts now. Um, so I'll just pull it up here. Uh, All right, and while you're doing that, I will get this one picture that we definitely need to show because it's everyone's favorite. Okay. All right. I've got the news posts here. So, as usual, our uh, news posts are provided to us by Casey or at Lady K Hirsch on Twitter. Ooh, I like that picture. That's cool. <laughs> everyone's favorite awesome Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I know other people don't, but I like mm. it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Casey goes on to say, hey there, Beasties, congratulations on getting through season one of Beast Machines. Who would have thought they'd end season one by killing off every character? I yeah, guess season two, Yeah. <laughs> I guess season two is about the planet being a dead, empty husk with nothing happening for 22 minutes every episode. Nope, nope. nope. Grass growing. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah. Oh, well, at least the characters can't all be jerks to each other if they're dead. But enough of that. Let's talk about something not dead, like news. First up, we have some new additional in-hand images of MPM-5 Barricade. And Casey provides us with a couple of links there. That reminds me, I need to provide the links for last week's news post. I <laughs> shall make sure that I do that tonight once we finish recording. Uh, she goes on to say, in these pics, we get to see MPM Barricade alongside MPM Bumblebee, MPM Optimus Prime, and the previous standard bearer for Barricade toys, Human Alliance Barricade. This toy is really nice. Yeah, this toy is still looking super good and movie accurate, and she's excited to pick him up once he starts appearing stateside. Up next, we have new images of the upcoming Millennium Falcon Transformer in color, as well as its robot mode, or should she say, modes. Supervises with the link. Modes. Yep. See this action. All right. Let me get you the link. Do do do. It's basically uh, four different images to look at from the page. Oh. As we see Mecha, I guess, Hod Solo. It just yeah. looks like a mech. It just looks like a guy. I don't know. It doesn't look really like a console. It looks cool. Yeah. It's pretty blocky, which I know some people don't like, but I'm into. Um, yeah, and then there's a chewy version, I guess, <laughs> for yeah. some reason. And then there's the full Falcon. Yeah. I mean. And then little mini figures that come with yeah, it. I think it looks pretty cool. Yep. Except for the whole time. I mean, I don't know. But, like, like again, like it's weird that it's got a chewy mode, and then the other mode is, like, so not that. Like, it's obviously, yeah. like, just a guy and not really supposed to be Han Solo. <laughs> if it is supposed to be Han Solo, then, like, they didn't yeah. do a good job. Yeah. And well, like, I, I would prefer it to just be, like, a robot than try to look like Han Solo. So, I mean, yeah. Hmm. Um, Casey goes on to say, that's right. Much like its predecessor, this Falcon will split into both a Han Solo and Chewbacca much when transforming into robot mode. While the pictures are a bit blurry. I think that much was supposed to be mech. Yeah. Um, it's pretty clear that Han will make up the front of the Falcon while Chewie is the rear. Like, oh, come on. Why does Chewie have to be the ass? Because um, he works the engines. Uh, true enough. Uh, even with the blurry image quality, these two look better than their predecessors, especially with the heads not trying to perfectly copy the character they're based on and taking liberties to give them a more Cybertronian appearance. Yeah, the, the last one really tried to make it look like just basically a giant Han Solo robot. Yeah. It was a little disturbing. It was. It was a little uncanny valley. Uh, and the Falcon mode looks great. The figures come with little minifigs of Han and Chewie, as well as blaster and bowcaster weapons for both robot modes that can integrate into vehicle mode. She goes on to say, I don't know if I'm as eager to pick this pair up as I am to get Vader, 
but it's certainly a fine product and definitely something she's considering getting when it comes out. Finally, we have a new bio for Power of the Prime's Optimus Primal, as well as a official art for his Gorilla Mode. So the bio reads, The loyal Optimus Primal is the leader of the heroic beast faction, the Maximals. He was once a research vessel's captain. He rose to greatness when he was thrust into a battle he had no choice but to win, to save the universe from a terrible fate. Despite his legendary standing, he shows his free-willing side through his motto, Sometimes crazy works, which, if I recall correctly, was a line from season one. Yes, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And Casey goes on to say his previous season one robot mode art didn't feature any visible faction symbols. But here and in his bio, we can see that he's a true blue maximal as usual. Speaking of blue, she's only just now realizing that Optimal Optimus's gorilla mode looks like if Transmetal. Uh, Transmetal Optimus's Gorilla Mode got giant and put on some orange armor. So she's guessing it definitely that looks the, like that in, yeah. in this picture because so, the orange the orange helmet thing we talked about when when we were first talking about Optimus or Optimal Optimus yeah is kind of more prominent yeah. Um, so she goes on to say that the, she's guessing that the full art features him jumping over some kind of acid pit that's providing the green light shining on him. Maybe it's a crit of pit of the green goop. Regardless, this art looks looks super cool, and she can't wait to see the actual toy in action and to get her hands on it. I might actually get it too if I ever get the money. Yeah. I, I was last time I was in Toys R Us, I was kind of looking to see if there was any optimal Optimus Primal toys yet, and sadly there weren't. But so I'll, I'm going to keep an eye out, providing my Toys R Us stays open. They're closing <laughs> so. my Toys R Us. Oh no. Aww. It's okay. I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm worried. I don't know where the kids are going to get their heroin now. <laughs> Wait, what? Do they sell it in behind the Toys R Us? By heroin, do you mean Pokemon cards? Because that's basically the same thing for, for mine. Um, no, I was I was making a commentary on okay. uh, the sketchiness of my local Toys R Us. <laughs> oh, no, no. Mine, mine was kind of sketchy, too. But this is like, you know, suburb sketchiness. And all they were were just trading Pokemon cards or magic cards or stuff like that so yeah, no I, so it's like it's like the only hardcore drugs we have is collecting no i don't know yeah i'm i don't know i'm pretty sure there was some crack cocaine in that baby bottle oh god <laughs> anyway to, to finish out this news post casey uh continues Alrighty, that's all for this week what was each of your favorite and least favorite moments from season one of beast machines once again congrats on finishing the first season of beast machines have a wonderful week Hope Optimus doesn't unleash a techno-apocalypse on any of you. Favorite moments? I think the reveal of Rhinox is probably up there for me. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I think the reveal of the generals in general, uh, actually, like all of them, was kind of like some of my favorite moments. I did like like Waspinator's story. Yeah, Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think that Waspinator's that Waspinator's story is probably my favorite moment. Although a close runner-up is every time Rhinox talks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? Like some of the things I've some of the things we've seen, seen with Guilty Spark have actually been fun too. Like I said, like I did not remember him, and I'm kind of sad because these these are some good scenes. Yeah, that's true. I really like the first two episodes a lot. I think they're really solid as like a beginning. Mm-hmm. The 
if there's one thing that I wasn't overly keen on, um, I would have liked to have seen Rat Trap get his robot mode a bit sooner. I just feel like it got stretched out a maybe an episode yeah. or two too I long. Think, I think I think I agree with that. Yeah, but that's really the only. And I, I call it a, a minor complaint, if anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess actually, yeah, the episode where like they realize with uh, Rat Trap's beast or robot form, and they just all dump on it. I didn't didn't particularly like. Like I felt like even Optimus should have like kind of like well he was out of commission most of the time could have at least you know spoke up a little bit sooner yeah because it it got it got really bad (laughs) with how much they were dumping on him Mm. for a while yeah that was my like least favorite thing i think was yeah just um the bickering wasn't good for me they just seem to move past that besides like optimus and and cheeto but that's less bickering and more just like a power struggle i guess Mm mm-hmm yeah, How about that, you, Kendall? Uh, what was the question? I am got distracted. Least favorite? Least favorite. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, that, uh, <laughs> the, with the, um, just that whole, uh, rat trap is the weakest link episode was pretty, uh, was pretty, that was really the weak point of the series, of the season. Mm-hmm. Not just, yeah, not just, not just them stupidly complaining about stuff, but also like rat trap, like the way that he was acting. That was the, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's why there's so much backlash because like the first couple episodes of the of the show of the show were a little bit weaker than the rest. Um, so maybe and that was you know that was one of the uh, not the best the the rat trap the rat trap not being able to transform was a little bit of an of an underwhelming uh, like it, it, the execution of that storyline in general wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. I mean, overall, I think it's been pretty good aside from, you know, the the sort of things that we brought up here. Uh, what else do we have for uh, for questions there, Jordan? OK, so we have a couple of questions. Uh, we got one from Gwen out hunting at uh, also as at with Saru on Twitter. Uh, and they asked if you could pit two audio interview folks against each other, who would they be? What power would you grab from the fallout? What? Mm. Why are we so going to, to pitch each other against each other? That's well, nice. if if we had to pick two that we want, sort of like if we were in the tank or position, like if we wanted to see two audio entropy people go at it and then sort of like pluck up the pluck up a power, you know, something that we wanted from the ashes of the battle, I guess, so to speak, who would we want to see? <laughs> Which seems a how, bit how dark. Many, but how, Well, I let's see. I can think of two top like really dark things right off the bat. Okay. One a little bit more than the other. Um, one would be Zach and Luke because I, I was think thinking would, the same thing. Cause I think, it would, I think it would be hilarious no matter what happens. Yeah. Uh, but the dark one that I was really thinking of was Molly and Ashley. God. Yeah. Cause that would to go with my friends fighting each other. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But, but uh, I don't know what powers we would try and pick up over the fallout though. Well, I think if it, if it was Luke and Zach that we could pluck up uh, TWA and Let's Place, and it'd be like two of the bigger <laughs> p- pieces of the the audio entropy pie, I suppose you could say. And then what about, if, if you want to go after rule... TWA's leader, you got to go after Mike then, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. I don't yeah, that... remember people's names all of a sudden. I am so. <laughs> oh my god, who are the TWA people? 
besides the ones that you've mentioned? Uh, Joel. Mike. Joel, Joel, that's what I'm thinking Joel of. Sometimes. Okay. So I would um, pit Joel. I would pit Joel against Molly, and I would seize world dom- world domination. Or Zach. Okay, sir. See, I thought you were going to say. Molly and I Joel. Thought, uh, because are- I think that they're like, they do the work. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, no, I think when that you the, said- the the entire network would collapse without them, and so, Aww. and so then I would, yeah, either world domination or Zach. I think I would probably just see Zach. Seize <laughs> <laughs> Zach for what purpose? Uh, have him host a podcast. Okay, <laughs> be like a puppet state kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's because that's what it already is, right? <laughs> God. So when you said world domination, you kind of stuttered there. I thought you were going to say world dominion like you basically by getting defeating joel you would get dominion over our website <laughs> yeah that's kind of what Ken means. <laughs> um yeah i don't know i, I couldn't yeah couldn't do it, it. <laughs> it's a sort of question that's uh, yeah it's hard to to honestly imagine a specific situation so all we can think of are like what we would think would be funny or interesting to see yeah mm-hmm. And then just kind of work with what happened. No, happens. I mean, I think the correct choice is Joel is Joel and Molly. I mean, if you wanted to, because like most other most other matchups, like you know, what are you going to get if you pair if you pair like Luke against Zach? Yeah, maybe you get like a a podcast. But oh, I, mean, I know. You pit Luke against Zach, and we get Chelsea and Eric as editors for this show. Ah, ah, see, there They're we go. Editors. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ah. that's that's see you're thinking that's you're thinking yeah. that's because that's because greg edits the show he thinks about these yeah. things <laughs> that i can have a day free from editing <laughs> okay and then we had one question from uh ryan butson on the uh, facebook group and he asks uh knowing how season finales worked in beast wars what change in designs are you hoping to see with the next season uh, more plant life, I guess. I guess now that all the orga- like the techno matter is going to be destroyed, I would like to see more plants, more, I guess, realistic looking things. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be much more of a change in design. But if I, if I <laughs> could, I would like. I mean, new designs for everybody that were better. <laughs> I guess, but like, everyone gets an upgrade. I don't think anyone's. I don't think it's that bad to begin with. As as no, nah, I don't find it do. too too bad. Well, let's let's see. It, it becomes a two D animated show. It's really, really well animated. <laughs> That's what I want. Cell <laughs> so shading um, everywhere. I I want it. I want it to um, look more nineties uh, and <laughs> um, more like reboot. I think um, Optimus should have like uh, just like tons of those like what do they call those that like uh, they're like belts that have bullets on them. Bandoliers. Just tons of bandoliers on, tons of pouches, two never huge see guns. Would he have never a see his feet. If he has feet, they're triangles. <laughs> of course, he's got a headband and an eye patch and a scar, and he looks really gruff. And then, like, what? similar Liefeldisms to all the ooh, characters. Ooh, I don't ooh, actually ooh. want any of that. Would one of his hands be a gun? <laughs> yes, and that would also be holding a gun. Oh, oh. <laughs> or a gun that shoots guns. It's a, it's a gun that out of the barrel, five other guns come out of them and then it shoots. <laughs> you know, I was we make you know fun about like our, and give them all new names the like, of, uh, like call call Cheetor uh, uh, Bloodsport, call Black Arachnia 
death kiss call call rat trap um i don't know like rat trap slash blood <laughs> no i have to have blood and death in the name somewhere oh, yeah. works. dead blood that'd be rat trap's name uh, black plague <laughs> would be his name oh yeah yep black plague would work Oh, that's actually pretty good for 90s yep. names. Um, Night Scream is now Night Blood. <laughs> or, I or think Death Night Scream, Scream is already a pretty 90s name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, so is that all the questions we have for this week? Um, Octopus yep. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's, oh, all, that's an optimist prime blood. taken over by Major Blood from Cobra. Death, death to Miss Blood Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, does does anybody have anything they would like to plug this week? Um, let's see. I'll plug Game Apartment One C as usual. Uh, also, I will again hit up people who might be in the area for the Techo LARP coming up because we're well. It's just fun to plan, and basically any any people who do show up, you know, means we get to try and uh, integrate new things into the story. Cool. So that's always fun. And Jesse Cooper's still doing plugging away at his. Uh, new podcast creepy critters and alphabet flight which nice. by the way in the least one they actually were talking about leaf uh leaf and how apparently uh he's r- drawing a new comic that's like a based on bible stories or whatever like that and oh, apparently God. and apparently there's there is a uh there is like a two like two pages of just the same scene of a foot as like sandaled foot like just as him was like fuck you i can't draw feet <laughs> <laughs> But the, See, that's I like, can even draw toes. <laughs> uh, how about you, Em? Um, you can catch me on Twitter at this is Emerald, and you can catch me on other audio entry podcasts like Home Proven Losers, Teenagers of Attitude, and In Pursuit of Passions, which I should upload. I think it was every episode now. I should upload that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really want to try and guest on Home for Infinite Losers at some point. Do it. Oh, Let's do it. I've been you watching so much off. Dragon Ball Super lately. <laughs> just to be like, hey, I want to be on. And we'll be like, hey, yeah. we record Saturdays at like fucking, I don't know, late. <laughs> like not super late, but around uh, s- like six my time, maybe. Well, that's not too bad. That's like 10 my time then. Okay. I don't that's think I'm bad. doing anything on then usually. We'll figure we'll figure something out. I Because, yeah. Uh, message. Message. Uh, uh, me, Mike, and Luke on Slack, and we'll figure yeah. something out. <laughs> cool. At some point, I'd love to be on that. Kendall, how about you? Um, so you can find everything that I dump online on at KendallCast.ninja. Uh, I just came out with an EP on my Bandcamp called Lisa Drink the Water. Um, so <laughs> you know if you like. If you like the music uh, that is on the beginnings of the episodes of this, the thing uh, that's I do other music and uh, yeah, my I yeah. So that's the thing. And then also my podcast, that's what we called music. Uh, we just did. I just posted today. So a week ago, our episode on Mbop, uh, which was a very good episode uh, and hopefully, uh, the same day that this episode goes up, uh, the episode for Zoot Zoot, Zoot Suit Riot will be posted. Um, I have decided, I decided this week that I'm just going to dump everything that I do on Monday because that's how my schedule works. And I don't care if that's bad <laughs> social media. Eh. <laughs> it works. It gets uh, out there. At, at K Hallman on Twitter. That's mm. social media. 
Um, as always, you can find this show and all the other mentioned shows at Amazon uh, on AudioEntropy.com. Whole bunch of other stuff there. There's uh, there's a Persona Let's Play with uh, Joel and Zach from TWA that's um, being posted on the YouTube. Me and Joel are doing uh, We Asked for This, which is a Deus Ex Let's Play. <laughs> and you guys had you had an episode of that just come out this past weekend, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So and that's been good. Uh, is pizza party still pizza party still going on? Isn't it's it? still going, but it's been like off for like a while because yeah, Julie sort of been on a break. Out of town. Yeah, just visiting her boyfriend, so she was yes. just kind of busy doing that instead of playing a game, which is yeah. rare. <laughs> but they normally have that on Twitch on Saturday nights. Yeah. Uh, we tried to have a Dragon Ball Z Fighters tournament. <laughs> And we still but, will. We just don't know when now because it's like it's really bad. Like I tried to play my friend Rebecca yesterday, and we could not connect to each other at all. Yeah, fortunately, it's a great game. Yeah, but it hopefully it's work. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they can fix some of the bugs with that. Uh, if for some reason you like listening to me and want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Greg C M U N on Twitter. Uh, hopefully you're not the sort that is just like trying to promote networks for promoting stuff commercially. Cause that seems to be all I'm getting followed by lately. <laughs> oh no. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, if you like this show and you've, and you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find us at Warren beast on Twitter or on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash groups slash Warren beast podcast. So yeah, season one is down. It's uh Wow. We went through that really fast now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it's been another week. So for Warren Beast, I have been Greg. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. I've been Kendall. Let's roll, folks. In a line, Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the end of the was... world as we know it. Ah, uh, gotcha. It's like the only part that I remember. Shouting Leonard <laughs> Bernstein. <laughs>